the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Two Christian nonprofit organizations to rush emergency relief to Ukraine. Food for the Poor and the organization Feed My Starving Children are rushing food, water, and emergency supplies to Ukraine around the clock. And Ed Rame, president and CEO of Food for the Poor, says those deliveries will continue long after the media spotlight shifts from Ukraine. When we make a commitment, uh, we commit for the long term. And so uh, we expect that our relationship with Feed My Starving Children in Ukraine is going to last uh, well beyond the media coverage. We're going to have to dig deep. We're going we're gonna to need your incredible generosity to be able to help the situation because it's, it's going to take months. More information on this massive relief effort can be found at srnnews.com. Utah's Republican lawmakers have overridden GOP Governor Spencer Cox's veto of legislation banning transgender youth athletes from playing on girls' teams. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 153 points. The Nasdaq dropped 22. The S&P advanced 22. Oil up to 113.40 a barrel. More on these stories at townhall.com. News and the latest answer traffic now. Tomorrow is the big day. The Answer Freedom Expo. Our all-star talk lineup will be there in person. Sebastian Gorka from America First. The American Adversaries. Matt Buff from The Buff Show. And Carl Jackson and so much more. That's tomorrow at Seminole Harley-Davidson. Get your free tickets right now at TheAnswerOrlando.com and find out about the Corona Cigar Company VIP Meet and Greet. That's the answer, Orlando.com. Westbound I-4, going slow around Lake Mary, around Colonial, and from the Turnpike out to U.S. 27. Eastbound I-4, slow from World Drive to the Turnpike, slow around Par, and from Lake Mary up to Monroe. I'm Dave Dorica, your latest answer traffic. Does it feel like your couch has its own source of gravity, but you're craving Tijuana Flats? You're in luck. Order delivery from TijuanaFlats.com and get all your Tex-Mex phase delivered right to your door. Order delivery today at TijuanaFlats.com. Don't miss the answer Freedom Expo with Sebastian Gorka. Live on the Car Arms stage, Saturday at Seminole Harley-Davidson. Doors open at 9. Now, when you sign up for your free tickets, you're automatically entered to win a Liberty Gun Safe from Always Armed. Valued at $2,500. Must be present to win. Everyone that's there gets a free health care now. Tote bank. This is Sebastian Gorka. Join me for the Freedom Expo. Saturday at Seminole Harley-Davidson. Doors open at 9. Download your free tickets now at TheAnswerOrlando.com. American Adversaries. Sponsored by American Adversaries Radio, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, sit up. January 20th, 2017 will be remembered as the day the people became the rulers of this nation again. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city 
in every foreign capital and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. We do not seek to impose our way of life on anyone, but rather to let it shine as an example. We will shine for everyone to follow. There should be no fear. We are protected and we will always be protected. We will be protected by the great men and women of our military and law enforcement. And most importantly, we will be protected by God. We stand at the birth of a little millennium, ready to unlock the mysteries of space, to free the earth from the miseries of disease, and to harness the energies, industries, and technologies of tomorrow. A new national pride will stir ourselves, lift our sights, and heal our divisions. Your voice, your hopes, and your dreams will define our American destiny. Together, we will make America strong again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And yes, together, we will make America great again. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless America. How about a Patriot Home Funding Friday on the American Adversaries? How about a Freedom Expo? I'm excited because we're mere hours away. In the meantime, it is now time for the American Adversaries Patriot Home Funding Friday on the big, new, bolder, stronger, more important to listen to than ever before, AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. Don't forget to listen to us on your Alexa devices if you have one. You can also listen at the AnswerOrlando.com website where you can still get your tickets for Freedom Expo. I think there's a one or two of the VIP tickets left, so you can give it a try, and that's at the AnswerOrlando.com website. Plenty of general admission tickets, and we would love to see you there tomorrow, and we'll talk more about it here shortly. That's at the AnswerOrlando.com website. Don't forget, please, to join the Answer Seekers Club while you're there. You can also listen on our excellent website, AmericanAdversaries.com. Please don't forget to download the free Answer Orlando app into them smart devices. And yes, indeed, we're rumbling along, so you can see and hear us on our Rumble channel. Salutes to you folks out there. And that is Rumble.com, American Adversaries Channel. All right, it is Patriot Home Funding Friday, and we got Pierce Outlaw, and he's got a little special something going here tonight. And Pierce. Hello, all you irredeemable, deplorables, dregs of society, and bitter clingers. As I watched the Supreme Court hearings this week, I couldn't help but notice that in just three short years, we have gone from we must believe all women to not be able to define what a woman is. 
Uh, with that in mind, I want to propose a contest tonight that I will fund a $25 certificate to Cafe Positano for the person who can tell me who wrote this quote. Well, well, wait a minute. We'll get to the quote in a minute. All right. So he's going to. We used to do this on Sunday nights. We called it our Who Said That contest, where we would read a quote and then you tell us who said it. So we'll do that here in just a minute. So, but this has to do with the uh, the goings on this past week. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So we'll let you get set up for that. And by the way, I am the philosopher, political mad scientist, Christopher Hart. We are in the Relax and Comfort Studio. I am on the crystal clear Thompson Jewelers diamond microphone, and Jeff Sinis is on the bridge. And the comment and contest line number is four zero seven 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 four eight two five five. Nostra Dennis will be here shortly. Killer B will join us live from the Hive or wherever he happens to be buzzing around. And we're going to have Jamie Hallscott of the Hallscott McGarrow Law Firm on with us to talk about the lawsuit that President Trump filed yesterday against Hillary Clinton, the DNC, and a bunch of other folk. And we'll also get his take on KBJ. You remember we had RBG? Well, now we're going to have KBJ, right? So, uh, so here, here. Once again, Pierce has come up with a quote, and you get it right, 25 bucks at Cafe Positano is in your pocket. So take it away. So here's the quote. Supposed inherent differences are no longer accepted as a ground for race or national origin classifications. Physical differences between men and women, however, are enduring. The two sexes are not fungible. A community made up exclusively of one sex is different from a community composed of both. <laughs> so if you can tell us who originally wrote that and then who said it, there's a $25 Cafe Positano it, it, gift card, courtesy of Patriot Home Funding and me, coming your way. Right, and it's one and the same. The person, the same person that wrote it said it. So give us a call, 407-774-8255. And why don't you read it one more time? So it's a little long, so listen carefully. So so the the passage is this. Supposed inherent differences are no longer accepted as a ground for race or national origin classifications. Physical differences between men and women, however, are enduring. The two sexes are not fungible. A community made up of exclusively one sex is different from a community composed of both. <laughs> Words of wisdom from who? And, of course, uh, perhaps uh, Katanji Brown Jackson uh, should have read up a little bit on that. And uh, I guess if she was doing her homework, she might have. But uh, she had a whole different take on the issue. All right, 407-774-8255 is the number. So... Uh, we'll get to uh, Biden's uh, performance uh, again as he stumbles across Europe. But in the meantime, the Fed has been stumbling along for months now on what to do or what not to do with uh, pumping more money into the economy and keeping the interest rates, uh, un- shall we say, unusually low. And now they're going to now they're trying to make up 
for ground, lost ground, Pierce. Yes, uh, the Fed really dropped a bomb on the markets on Monday morning. Now, you may remember last week the Fed had their meeting and they increased the Fed funds discount rate by a quarter of a percent, which the markets knew was coming, and then released a statement to go along with the press conference last Wednesday afternoon stating that, you know, the rates needed to go up to quell inflation and that we were looking at five to six quarter point raises this year. Well, and the market digested that, no problem. Then Monday morning, the Fed Chairman Powell gave a speech in which he said, and I paraphrase, that we will fight inflation aggressively and that no amount of raises is off the table, which the market took is meaning that a half point increase is on the table at the next meeting in May. And so that dropped a real bomb in the market. And as a result of that and the ongoing things in the Ukraine with uh, with uh, the food shortages coming up and the oil prices, mortgage rates have moved up about a half a percent this week. Now, the good news about all this is that the mortgage market is moving faster than the Fed will, so we're pricing in these increases. And as the Fed increases rates, typically rates mortgage rates will move back because we've already priced in what the Fed will do. And this is a trend that goes back 40 years with mortgage rates all the way back to Paul Volcker raising rates and on, on the discount rate and then mortgage rates backing up, starting when mortgage rates were 18%. Now, one of the things that is the wild card in this and that the Fed hasn't really addressed, and this is the nuclear bomb of everything, is the Fed balance sheet. And we've discussed this on the show. The Fed has purchased a lot of mortgage-backed securities, actually about $9 trillion worth mm-hmm. Um over the time from COVID, and we called it quantitative easing. And In they, other words, they were pumping money into the market. Exactly. They were the largest buyer worldwide of mortgage-backed securities and U.S. Treasuries during the time of COVID. And the Fed has stopped their buying. They started unwinding it late last year, and it stopped in March of this year. So the Fed is stuck with this huge balance sheet, and they've announced already that they're going to cease repurchases of mortgage-backed securities and U.S. Treasuries. And what repurchases are is as money was paid to the Fed in the form of your monthly payment, or if a house sold and the mortgage was paid, refinanced, it was paid, whatever, when the Fed got the money from those bonds, they would reinvest it into the market buying more bonds. And so they've stopped that. So now you've got about $70 billion a month of repurchases that are coming off the books, right? So somebody's got to buy those mortgage-backed securities, and they will sell, but the interest rate to entice that sale has to be higher. Right Now, the wild card on all this is the $9 trillion balance sheet, and the Fed has indicated that they would like to shrink the balance sheet Hmm. eventually, but have not given a roadmap to that. If the Fed is too aggressive in shrinking that balance sheet, now not only 
do you not have the $70 billion of bonds being bought every month? Now you're going to have a huge influx of bonds being being sold, sold, which drives the rates even higher, which would guarantee a recession. So the Fed, as we've been saying for months, has painted themselves into quite a little corner here. And uh, Powell's going to need to be a real leader and to really communicate to the markets uh, their roadmap to get out of this. And to complicate matters, as we had predicted, people are now beginning to understand that as you raise the interest rate, the debt is the debt load that we have is going to be uh, unbearable. Uh, every 1%, full 1%, now they just raised it one quarter of a percent. So as of that one quarter of a percent, we now owe on the federal debt $75 billion that we didn't owe last week, right? And every time they raise that a quarter point, it'll be another $75 billion. And here's the thing. That's with the debt at $30 trillion. But, of course, we now know that the debt is going up still. They're still spending money. They're still borrowing to spend. So the, even that uh, increase or that uh, uh, interest debt interest to the debt at $75 billion per quarter point is going to go up. In other words, for every quarter point, it's going to be $80 billion, $85 billion, $90 billion. It's, it's, and a recession will be the least of our worries because that will really complicate the things that you were just talking about, selling bonds, because that is also going to drive the interest rates even higher. That's correct. Uh, so it, it's uh, something that will unfortunately uh, feed upon itself. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the mortgage rates are still historically low, but they are moving up. They sure are. And there is a, a bit of sticker shock right now because the home prices are really high as well at, at historic highs, actually. So what the Fed should do, in my opinion, is go ahead and make the moves. Get inflation under control because we're reaching a turning point in the economy. You've seen the yield curve tighten, as we've discussed in previous weeks here, where the two-year note and the 10-year note, the prices are now within a quarter of a point of each other. This time a year ago, is about 1.6% apart. So as the yield curve flattens, the difference between those rates become narrower it's more of a a recession predictor. In other words, every time you see the yield curve invert, in other words, short-term rates are now higher than long-term rates, a recession quickly follows. It's like a barometer. Sure is. Another predictor is low unemployment. And if you look at the employment curve for the unemployment rates, both U6 and U3, we're getting back again to the lows of history, really, over the last about 80 years. So typically... Boy, that's people who are in in the job market. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Typically, when unemployment gets really low, hiring stops, businesses slow down, uh, demand wanes, production wanes, everything slows down, people lose their job, and it's a uh, ripple effect throughout the economy, yeah. and you see a recession. So we've got a lot of really uh, big recession indicators coming right now. The yield curve flattening, the low unemployment, the inflation situation where the Fed will actually put us into a recession to get us out of the inflation bubble, which actually is worse than an inflect, than a recession. Yeah, yeah. So uh, count on a recession probably the second half of this year. And then, believe it or not, 
once they get a handle on inflation and the recession happens, interest rates will then drop. So we'll see lower rates into next year, but it's going to be a bumpy ride through the remainder of this year. Right. Uh, As I've said, we're presently caught in what I would call a severe political and economic storm, and we're just going to have to ride it out to get to better days ahead, and there will be better days ahead. In the meantime, when we come back, we've got some, I presume, contestants. Are these folks that think they know the quote? Okay. So when we come back, uh, we'll, uh, re- we're doing our little who said that thing. We haven't done this for a long time, but uh, Pierce has come up with a quote, and we'll see if the callers have gotten it right. You are listening to the American Adversaries Radio Show. It is a Patriot Home Funding Friday, and please don't go away because we'll be right back. AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. Hey, Central Florida, Dave Ramsey here. When you need advice on your taxes and want to work with someone who has the heart of a teacher, you need to see Larry Herring CPA. He's one of our tax-endorsed local providers, and he's ready to talk with you about all your income tax needs. Larry Herring will help you manage your taxes just like any other expense. Take it from me, Larry is your guy. 407-647-7777 or at herringcpa.com. Network sound and video. Many folks are worried that their old videotapes are worn or broken. But aren't they worth restoring? If you could watch your children play when they were little, be there for a birthday party, sporting event, or bring back the memories of a family member, wouldn't that be priceless? Network sound and video will fix and restore your old videos so you can enjoy them again for years to come. What could be more precious than your family videos? Call 407-834-8555. 407-834-8555. A boring website can make your company look really bad. <sighs> Poor rankings on Google, Yahoo, and Bing means your company does not exist to thousands of monthly searchers. I'm not even on the front page. Come out of hiding with JJC Marketing Solutions and get found to more and more new customers every day. At JJC Marketing Solutions, they offer state-of-the-art website creation, Google SEO, PPC campaigns, and social media marketing that makes your company stand out. No need to go with those national companies that only care about you on the first call. JJC Marketing is located right here in Sanford, and the goal is to help businesses like yours succeed. Get better results. Call 321-765-7710 or visit them at jjcmarketingsolutions.com. I'm somebody now! JJC Marketing Solutions. We all know how important it is to keep our home, work, and vehicles as clean as possible. That's why you should know Jeff Bonnie and the team at Images Auto Spas and the Supreme Car Detailing Superstores. You see, they know the science of cleaning. <clears throat> the science of cleaning. Nice. They understand how dirt and germs cling to surfaces and how to rid those surfaces of those germs and dirt and keep them off. At the Supreme Car Detailing Superstores, they have the products and tools you need to do it yourself, or they can do it for you at Images Auto Spas. Images Auto Spas are located at East Colonial Drive and Bennett Road and at 510 North State Road 434 alongside one Supreme Car Detailing Superstore. The other is at 8119 South Orange Avenue at Sand Lake Road. Go to dasuperstore.com. That's D. Superstore.com. And remember, seven days a week you can get the Ultra Shine at either Images Auto Spa for only 20 bucks. If you mentioned you heard about it on the American Adversaries radio show, do some gift shopping while you're there as well. That's DASuperstore.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
Answer traffic. Westbound I-4, slow around Lake Mary, around Colonial, and from the Turnpike out to US-27. Eastbound I-4, slow from World Drive up towards the Turnpike, slow around Bar, and from Lake Mary up to Monroe. Crash on State Road 46 at International Parkway. Golden Rock crash at Valencia College 429, going slow into I-4. Your latest answer traffic, I'm Dave Dorica. Medicine. That, that is important to bad medicine on us, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So we're doing a little who said that thing on Patriot Home Funding Friday, and Pierce is ponying up for a gift certificate to Cafe Positano, $25. If you know who said this, and we got some contestants on the line, but let's go ahead and read it again, please, Pierce. Supposed inherent differences are no longer accepted as a ground for race or national origin classifications. Physical differences between men and women, however, are enduring. The two sexes are not fungible. A community made up exclusively of one sex is different from a community composed of both. <laughs> and, of course, this is uh, Pierce. He's responding to KBJ's non-response to what is a woman, right? So let's see. Let's. Uh, Thomas is up first. Hey, Thomas, how are you doing tonight? Thank you for calling. I'm good. How are you doing? Excellent, excellent. So you think you got good. a grasp on who said it? I got a good guess. Who is it? Sigmund Freud. No, that's a good one, though. <laughs> Actually, that's a very good one. I, <laughs> I love it. Did I get a consolation prize? <laughs> yes, I'll, we will send you a consolation prize. We'll send you a $10 gift certificate to Cafe Positano. How about that? I live really close to that. Oh, Super. good. So do you go there a lot? Every every so often, yeah. Oh, good. Well, we're there usually on Thursday night. If you want to bop by, we'd love to meet you. But anyway, yeah, that's a runner-up. And by the way, if nobody else gets it and you want to call back and try again, you're welcome to do that. But thank you for calling. Okay, sounds good. All right, okay, and then uh, Dave was up next. So let's go to Dave. At least he knows one person it is not. So, Dave, how are you doing tonight? Thank you for calling. Hey, pretty good, guys. Good. Um, you know what? Is that Jim Jordan? Or no, I'm not Jim. It was uh, Mitch McConnell, maybe? Uh, no, I don't think Mitch is that bright. Uh, to, I mean, <laughs> I think he knows what a woman is. I just don't think he would be able to string those, those words together. Uh, the same deal, though. I, I will give you a, a runner-up prize of $10 gift certificate to Cafe Positano. And we have another caller on the line. And if they don't get it right and you figure it out, you're welcome to call back. But uh, All right, thanks. All right, thank you for calling and listening. We really appreciate it. So let's see what Brad has to say. Brad, are you there? Thank you for calling. Yes, I am. I think I've got it. All right. Who may it be? That is the notorious RBG. <laughs> it is indeed. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, right? And uh, along comes uh, KBJ, as I'm calling her, and she can't figure it out. So uh, did, did you figure it out or did you already know it? No, I, I had heard that somewhere this past week, uh, so I yeah. cheated on that one. But 
I appreciate it, nevertheless. You're- All right. Okay. Excellent. So let me give you the context of this. That quote was written in the majority opinion by Ruth Bader Ginsburg in the famous VMI admissions case, right. which then Marsha Blackburn, Senator Blackburn, when questioning KBJ this week, said that before she asked the question of, do you know the def- what is a woman? So a couple of things. Number one is that KBJ couldn't answer what a woman was, but equally as troubling is somebody that's getting ready to sit on the Supreme Court wasn't versed in the VMI admissions wasn't case. Wasn't aware of that case very exactly. much. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, it was a double whammy for KBJ and very embarrassing moment. Well, congratulations, Brad. And uh, we'll hope to see you at Cafe Positano sometime. You go there a lot? Uh, no, I'm over in Winter Garden, so it's a little difficult, but this will give me a good incentive to get over there. I've wanted to for a while. Oh, good. Yeah, you just shoot straight up the expressway thing there. But, yeah, excellent. Good deal. All right, congratulations. Stay on the line. Jeff will get all the info from you, and uh, Pierce will get that. Okay, thank you so much. All right, Nostradamus has joined us in studio. Yeah, and I heard that caller who wanted a consolation prize for seeing Sigmund Freud, which was a great guess. Yes. I think we should send him a banana, because sometimes a banana... Is just a banana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, in the meantime, uh, as I said, when we come back, we'll have Jamie Halscott on with us. Donald Trump filed a lawsuit yesterday in the uh, district court in South Florida against Hillary Clinton, the DNC, and a bunch of other folk. So we'll find out what that's all about. And we'll talk a little bit more about KBJ and see what the legal community thinks about a potential Supreme Court justice. Pardon me, who can't answer the question, what is a woman? And then we got a lot of other news we're going to get to as well. The Pope was up to consecrating some stuff today, wasn't he? He was. He certainly consecrated both the Ukraine and Russia. And we'll tell you a little bit about that. Yeah, we'll find out about that. And, uh, of course, the Killer Bee will join us live and hive. But don't please, don't forget to please join us tomorrow morning for the Freedom Expo. It's going to be a beautiful day. Seminole Harley-Davidson is, is doing a great job uh, at providing the venue for this. They've also ponied up a nice big prize package for somebody that's going to win tomorrow. There'll be a number of prizes given away, culminating, of course, with the $2,500 Liberty Gun Safe, which is so big that it has to be delivered and installed for you, which Always Armed is going to do. They're great folks over there at Always Armed, and uh, they're located on 441, just south of Lee Road there. And the tickets, I I don't know if the VIP tickets are still available. I know there was one or two left this morning, but you can go in there and try. And if you want to go to the VIP reception, we highly encourage you to take advantage of that. And and then, of course, general admission tickets, all available at the AnswerOrlando.com website. We'll be back with Patriot Home Funding Friday on the American Adversaries Radio Show. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. A senior U.S. defense official says Russia's military advance on Ukraine's capital appears to have halted as it turns its focus to fighting elsewhere. The official speaking anonymously said Friday that Russia appears to be concentrating more on controlling the largely Russian-speaking Donbass region rather than capturing Kiev for now. A top Russian general seemed to confirm the shift Friday, saying the forces are concentrating on the main goal, liberation of Donbass. President Biden, meanwhile, has given a pep talk to U.S. troops stationed in Poland near the border with Ukraine. Mr. Biden says he wants to visit Friday to thank members of the U.S. Army's 82nd Airborne Division for their service. 
He added that they are the finest fighting force in the world. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 153 points. The Nasdaq dropped 22. This is SRN News. AM 950 and FM 94.9, the answer. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're like me, you're probably spending more time in your vehicles. So it's more important than ever that we can rely on them. That's why if you have a Mercedes-Benz, you need to know Jerry and Janice Shepard. Because you can rely on Jerry's MB to keep your Mercedes in tip-top shape without leaving your budget out of shape. With their state-of-the-art facilities, factory-trained techs, decades of experience, and reasonable prices, Jerry's MB is your dealership alternative. Jerry's MB is located just off Alafaya Trail, just north of UCF. Give them a call at 407-366-6499 or visit them at jerryzmb.com. Remember, they're your dealership alternative. jerryzmb.com, 407-366-6499. Folks, let me introduce you to a new level of comfort. The X-Chair. You've heard about it everywhere, so why not try one at the Relax and Comfort Store in the Winter Park Villages? It's called the X-Chair because it has 10 ways to adjust to optimize your comfort. Whether you're sitting in front of a desk or a TV, this chair can adjust to your body's needs, no matter the need for the chair. Raise it, recline it, adjust the seat and armrests, and more. 10 ways to adjust it to conform to you. And now, you can upgrade it with a heating and massage option, which, by the way, is available and easy to install if you already have an X-Chair. So what are you waiting for? Try the X chair today at Relax and Comfort in the Winter Park Villages or visit them at relaxandcomfort.com. They're family owned and operated for over 50 years and have many thousands of comfortable and happy customers. And remember, they have fully adjustable sleep systems and massage chairs too. So visit Relax and Comfort where they specialize in furniture for life. Get comfortable and be happy today. Relaxandcomfort.com. How many cliches can I fit into 30 seconds? Call me and tell me how many you've counted. Abby Greenberg at 407-484-2689. Homes with Abby Greenberg is your one-stop shop for selling your house and finding your dream home. If you don't love it, list it. The market is hot, so cash in now and get top dollar. Whether you have a million-dollar listing or a fixer-upper, I have marketing and design strategies that will work for you. What's been holding you back? Call me and I'll do the rest. 407-484-2689. Join us for the 37th annual Central Florida All-British Car Show at Henry's Depot, located at 212 West 1st Street in Sanford, on April 2nd from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. Come and see nearly 200 classic British cars, visit our vendors, and have lunch at Henry Depot's fabulous food court. Exhibitors and vendors can register for the show at allbritishcarclub.com. Car arrival is at 8 a.m. and trophies will be awarded at 3 p.m. It's free to the public with free parking, making it a great day of family fun. And don't forget to join us Friday night at 5.30 at the Post Time Lounge in Castleberry for our annual pre-show meet and greet. We'll see you at the Central Florida All British Car Show. Answer traffic now. Tomorrow is the big day. The Answer Freedom Expo. Our all-star talk lineup will be there in person. Sebastian Gorka from America First. The American Adversaries. Matt Buff from The Buff Show. And Carl Jackson and so much more. That's tomorrow at Seminole Harley-Davidson. Get your free tickets right now at TheAnswerOrlando.com and find out about the Corona Cigar Company VIP Meet and Greet. That's the answer Orlando.com. 
Westbound I-4, slow around Lake Mary, around Colonial, and from the Turnpike out to U.S. 27. Eastbound I-4, slow from World Drive up to the Turnpike, slow around Par, and from Lake Mary to Monroe. I'm Dave Dorica, your latest answer traffic. More political mayhem is on the way. You're listening to the American Adversaries, if you can take it. All right, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so very much for tuning in. That's right, it is a Patriot Home Funding Friday here on the American Adversaries. Thank you for being there. Pierce Outlaw, Nostradamus, and myself, Christopher Hart, are in the Relax and Comfort Studio. I am on the Crystal Clear Thompson Jewelers Diamond Microphone. Jeff is on the bridge. And our Rumble video is frozen. The audio is fine, but uh, for some reason the video is frozen. It is on our end. I've determined that. So we'll try to get that uh, up and running here in the next break. So if you want to see most of Pierce's body and very little of either of us, you know where to go. <laughs> yeah, it's your best side, Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> right? uh, no comment, right? Alright, so in the meantime, we have on the line with us Jamie Hallscott of the Hallscott McGarrel Law Firm. Jamie, how how are you doing? I'm doing great, adversaries. All right, good to hear from you again. Um, so, Donald Trump filed a lawsuit yesterday. Give us the particulars, if you would, please. Well, sure. This is a real interesting lawsuit. When we look at what's being raised here, we're essentially talking about a conspiracy to um, deprive uh, President Trump of a lot of different things. Um, primarily, here we're looking at this interference. Um, you know, what essentially was kind of election interference, but really what kind of haunted him his entire presidency was this Russia collusion hoax. Uh, this one that, that started with the Steele dossier, which, as we all know, everybody knows, has been debunked at this point uh, in time. Um, but when we look at the, the steps that were taken in crafting that dossier, in working together with these various different organizations, the DNC, Hillary Clinton, you have this essentially racketeering, right? Um, typically, when you're thinking of racketeering and, and RICO, you're dealing with organized crime. It's kind of really what was going on here. Um, it's the equivalent, the civil equivalent here of that. Um, so it's kind of interesting the way that this plays out, though, because there are some specific legal requirements when you're dealing with a, uh, a conspiracy or a RICO uh, civil case. And one of those is statute of limitations, and legal experts will argue back and forth on when that statute of limitations starts, but it's four years, and we're really kind of bumping up on that here when we deal with, uh, you know, 2016. And, but when does it really start, right? When, when it comes that the, the plaintiffs in this case, uh, President Trump, knew or, or should have known about these things, and it's really just come to light in the last few years, you know, following the Mueller report, following... Um, things that have come to light in the years since the 2016 election. So uh, I think he's still within that statute of limitations. And and realistically, uh, at this point, it was trying to destroy the image and reputation of Donald Trump um, and the time President Trump. Jamie, he's, he named also in the suit the DNC who participated in it and a number of other folks as well. Anybody that jumped out at you, some of the people that were other, other people that were named? Uh, not really. It was, it was sort of a laundry list. I mean, we had everyone from, say, John Podesta, uh, campaign managers, anyone who was a, a spokesperson for uh, Hillary Clinton at the time that was helping to 
okay. you know, perpetuate the myth. What, what about, but, um, what about was, was there anybody mentioned who's in the current administration, somebody like Jake Sullivan or somebody like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we have that. Um, but what's more telling on this is that there's more people to come. Uh, when you file a lawsuit like this, you it will typically have, say, a John Doe, uh, one through whatever, or a Jane Doe, one through whatever, or a black and white corporation, one through whatever. Um, and, and that's left open as well. So the caption of the case necessarily doesn't lay out everything that's going to um, be raised. Uh, whenever anyone gauge, engages in civil litigation, particularly complex civil litigation like this, um, you will find, as you conduct discovery, as you do depositions, uh, request, uh, say, interrogatories, you uh, um, do any of your fact-finding during the process, you typically will expand and eliminate uh, the list of, of defendants in a case like this. So um, assuming that it survives um, to you know, pass, say, the, the initial motion to dismiss phase, which it probably should, um, that would give uh, President Trump and his legal team a tremendous amount of fishing expedition powers to kind of get to the the heart of what really happened here, right? It, what, who said what, who did what, who collaborated with who, um, and if nothing more, you know, clear his name uh, officially in the eyes of uh, the legal system. Well, certainly uh, he can show harm, that harm has been done, and that's a prerequisite. Um, but the, 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 the approach that they're using this RICO statute, uh, isn't that unusual, highly unusual for a civil uh, applicant to use that approach? Uh, it's, it's not necessarily um, highly unusual. Um, we don't see it a tremendous amount because it really doesn't apply to a lot of things. Uh, I mean, when we look at a civil RICO, we're talking about, um, you know, there has to be a proven pattern of racketeering activity, right, that has an effect on things like an enterprise. In this case, President Trump is arguably an enterprise in and of itself. Um, but when we when we look at these RICO violations in a civil case, it's, it's really going to tie in a little bit more of a nexus of, of commerce and a little bit more of a nexus in commercial activity. So its application here is fairly unique. Um, but we have seen this before. Um, we've seen this when we have, uh, you know, uh, various different corporations conspiring together against another corporation, kind of anti-competitive, anti-trade types of things. Um, and, and seeing it kind of put into this lens and being used this way um, by President Trump is, is a bit of a novel application of it. Uh, but it's, it's, it's actually fairly common uh, when dealing with, with businesses and business, um, uh, large businesses and their uh, intertwining organizations. Uh, real quickly about the statute of limitations, does that clock stop or does it keep running once a suit like this is filed? Once the suit is filed, um, there's no need for the statute of limitations to toll anymore. It, it's the statute of limitations. You just have to meet it by the time you file the initial complaint. Okay. So even if let's say that the lawsuit was didn't survive a motion to dismiss in the beginning stages, the court would typically grant. Um, a leave to refile without prejudice, meaning that it's or dismiss it without prejudice, meaning that President Trump could refile it if there was some defect in it or it didn't state a, a claim uh, or cause of action that had something that the court could do for it. I think it does, but um, obviously the other side will always argue that it does not. Then that they wouldn't restart the statute of limitations and he wouldn't be past that deadline because it, it already accrues from the time that the lawsuit was filed. 
Jamie, I got two questions with this. Um, you're talking about this as being set up as a uh, RICO-type lawsuit, and we know that the Durham investigation has taken on kind of a RICO-centric investigation, if you will. Can the Trump legal team subpoena evidence from the Durham investigation, number one? And number two, could Trump's money that he spent in defending himself during the Mueller investigation be recovered as part of this lawsuit? Well, certainly, those are great questions. Uh, Typically, when we're dealing with an investigation like uh, Durham is doing, we would not be able to get much information out of that. Any kind of uh, special counsel investigation, things that are conducted over there, it wouldn't necessarily give uh, President Trump the ability to uh, get information from inside there. Um, however, um, it, it might be something where it could cite to um, some of the things that are being raised in the Durham investigation as support of that. Um, you know, merely seeing here, we're dealing with, you know, we had Sussman and we had many others um, that were uh, caught up in the Durham investigation uh, already showing a, a pattern of racketeering uh, and, and certainly from a criminal standpoint, eligible for RICO um, uh, punishment. We could see that brought over into the civil space where it kind of mirrors that. But the important thing to remember, in a civil case, we're dealing with a preponderance of evidence. So we've got a much lower threshold than we do in, say, a criminal case. So even if the Durham investigation doesn't necessarily lead to criminal prosecutions for racketeering, um, which I think it should and probably will, it would still give President Trump a means to recover and not just recover, but we call them treble damages, which is triple your actual damages um, and attorney's fees. So he could make the argument that all of this stems from that and his cost of defense in the Mueller investigation certainly could be part of those attorney's fees. Um, whether or not the court gives them to him, I would not know. Jamie Nostradamus here. So let's just say this lawsuit goes forward. Let's say Trump wins. How do you provide restitution when what was lost was a second presidential term. How do you get that back? <laughs> well, that's a great question. And that's what, if you remember when we spoke about election fraud, um, the Democrats made very calculated moves in doing this because you can't unring that bell. No one's going to remove a sitting president um, over something like election fraud. The Democrats knew that and they went full bore at it. Um, here, too, once you've got what you've done, it's the old Hillary Clinton esque. At this point, what does it matter? Uh, so they, they still achieve that. Now, courts typically always try to uh, give someone uh, money damages for and monetary damages for something that happens to them. Courts love to substitute money for everything else. The only time a court will grant some kind of specific performance is typically when the matter in controversy is unique. And we see this with real estate, for instance. There's only one patch of dirt that's unique to that. Um, or there's um, real estate's usually the most most common. Sometimes they do it with artwork and things, but making someone do something or putting something back the way it was. And the question really comes down to: Does the court really have the ability to do what they should do at that point and say this all contributed to denying President Trump a second term? We got to put him back. I don't think any federal judge is that bold, um, and I don't think any appellate court would would uphold that. Um, because it really would bring in some some novel constitutional issues that we've never seen before. 
All right, Jamie, if you'll stay with me, we'll come back on the other side of the break. Get your take on KBJ, I'm calling Katanji Brown Jackson, and the case that not too many people know anything about. So that's why we go to Jamie Hall, Scott. Coe Griffin, I think is how you pronounce his name. Coe Griffin, who is the founder of Cowboys for Trump. Why is he in the news? Jamie's going to tell us when we come back with the American Adversaries on Patriot Home Funding Friday. Yeehaw! AM 950 and FL 94.9, the answer. American Adversaries listeners, owner and chef Pasquale Barba of Cafe Positano's has made dining in almost as good as dining out. He has added a freezer near the checkout full of their freshly prepared signature dishes with ingredients imported from Italy ready for your oven. Wonderful soups, desserts, pizza, pasta dishes, and my favorite, chicken marsala. Or you can make your own recipes with their fantastic marinara and tomato sauces. This is the ultimate in dine-in, take-out, fantastic food for another night. Cafe Positano, 407-774-8080. Fresh-made Italian food from Pasquale's family to you. Hi, I'm John Sieber, President of Patriot Home Funding, Central Florida's best mortgage broker. And we are making mortgages great again by offering the lowest rates and best service, all while not charging any lender junk fees or points on most of our products. And if you are a veteran, we will pay for your appraisal as a way of saying thanks for your service. Take the Patriot Home Funding Challenge. We'll give you five-star luxury service and save you money. Give us a call at 407-389-5132. That's 407-389-5132. Or visit us at myphf.com. At Patriot Home Funding, we finance the American dream. It's almost time for Freedom Expo Saturday. Central Florida, let's come together at the Freedom Expo. See Sebastian Gorka on the car arm stage. Download free general admission tickets right now. Or purchase your tickets for a special Gorka meet and greet. Sponsored by the Corona Cigar Company. Get an autographed book and free healthcare now tote bag. You're automatically entered to win the Liberty Gun Safe from Always Armed. Must be present to win. Hourly giveaways from DeSantis, Gun Leather, and more. Get your healthcare now free tote bag at Seminole Harley-Davidson. Saturday. Doors open at 9 a.m. with AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. All right, welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen, the American Adversaries on the Patriot Home Funding Friday. We have Jamie Hallscott of the Hallscott McGarrow Law Firm. By the way, you can find them at appealslawgroup.com. One last question about this lawsuit, Jamie. Uh, it was evidently for $72 million. Does uh, that have to do with what you guys were talking about in terms of his legal fees and that sort of thing? And I, I presume that that, like the, uh, the people who are named, could change as well as this progresses. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's not uncommon for um, things to change. If you ask for $72 million, let's say, and damages are you know, billions of dollars, let's say, uh, it would be something that up until the day of trial, you could ask the court to amend. Um, and, of course, the jury is not constrained by that anyway. Yeah. So, um, you know, they could give less, they could give more, they could do just about anything. So, yeah. well, um, let's, let's yeah, hope it's not uncommon at all. Let's uh, hope it doesn't go the way of his. Uh, what was the suit he had against the NFL? Remember that the USFL against the. He NFL. got triple damages for that. <laughs> he did indeed. All right. In the meantime, Katanji Brown Jackson. I'm sure you were, you know, 
taking taking in, shall we say, uh, the. I guess you can call it confirmation hearings. Uh, she did anything, though, but answer any questions. But, uh, you know, barring something unusual happening, she's probably going to be the next Supreme Court justice. But uh, just what are your thoughts after having seen her performance this week and what you already knew about her? Well, I mean, I'm waiting to be impressed. Uh, I mean, she handles the two check boxes. Um, or I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say she because she's not a biologist and I neither am I. Um, but uh, but at the end of the day, she meets the um, the black female checkbox, which is an unfortunate thing because some of her jurisprudence has actually been decent. Um, I don't think she's qualified to be a Supreme Court justice. Uh, she's only been on the Court of Appeals for a year and barely a year at that um, in the District of Columbia. Uh, uh, court of appeals so we're, we're not looking at something that's dealing with issues that really affect everybody i mean she's typically been a federal um judge a federal lawyer that hasn't really dealt with issues that have anything to do outside of the scope of washington dc and federal government so there's not really a whole lot of well-rounded uh like there would be say someone that came from the ninth circuit in california that would be even if they were a liberal pick it would be a much better pick or someone uh, out of uh, a more diverse uh, circuit, maybe like the second uh, in New York, let's say. Those would be, there would be plenty of options there, I think, that would be much more qualified for this position. Uh, I am kind of disheartened, though, um, and this really goes back to uh, Judge Bork, um, that we really want to see those that want to be on the Supreme Court be able to speak openly about their beliefs and, and whatever it may be. Uh, we don't get to see that anymore. Uh, unfortunately, it becomes issues with um, race or religion or their stances on something that has really nothing to do with anything or it's about made-up allegations in the Me Too uh, world. I'd like to see more of that. I, I left the confirmation hearings really not knowing any more than I did coming in. Um, mm-hmm. That basically, we, the record is clear um, that... Uh, She's very lenient on child sex predators, which is concerning to anyone who has children, anyone who, um, you know, understands the, um, the vulnerability of children. That's certainly concerning. But we knew that already. Uh, here, I really would have liked to have known a little bit more about you know, why did you get to the way you are? You know, there's some history there of the Sentencing Commission, the Federal Sentencing Commission. Um, I, I wanted to hear more about that, more about that work, uh, just so I could at least get an idea of, you know, look. I may not like that she's extremely liberal, but maybe there are some qualifications there, and I didn't get that uh, going through this this nomination process so far. So, um, but it's a political decision, so we know that. Uh, but I, I'm I'm not tremendously impressed with this uh, choice by any means. You know, one reason, correct me if I'm wrong, but one reason, in my opinion, that Scalia was such a great Supreme Court justice is he made such eloquent arguments in favor of conservatism and, you know, uh, restriction uh, approach, restrictionist approach to uh, to law. In other words, don't expand the Constitution, just go with what's in the Constitution. Um, and she, of course, is, we're, you know, she's not changing, quote unquote, the balance of the court. But does she, because it's... It seems to me she's going to be probably the most liberal member of the court. Uh, is she capable of making such eloquent arguments to draw people to her side as Scalia was able to do? 
Uh, well, she does have a flair for the extravagant. If we, if we remember when, uh, and she actually wrote many opinions that were adverse to President Trump during his administration. She's the one who famously wrote that presidents are not kings. Right. Um, uh, so there's a, a bit of eccentricity to the way that she writes. Uh, unfortunately, it's a lot of sound and fury signifying nothing. Uh, but um, that's what we expect from from the left leftist wing of the court. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to get more of that. And and a lot of this, honestly, when you look at her history, and um, she was always kind of an act man or axe woman or axe person right. not to offend anybody uh for um uh, for the dnc and for the democrat party uh while president trump was in office so yeah. uh, a lot of it to me seems like thank you for your service now you get to be on the supreme court uh, and that's not really what we should be doing for our justices at all all right pierce has a more question about her yeah uh, i wanted to ask a very simple question is this a political activist in a robe? Um, I, I would say that she certainly is, um, but I don't think it's as much as, as um, we're going to, we could have possibly seen. Um, I, I was more concerned about uh, Justice Sotomayor um, being a political activist, and we've certainly seen some of that on the bench, um, but I don't get as much of that here. Um, I, I get someone who maybe has their own agenda and their own leftist liberal opinions, uh, which doesn't really help the causes of freedom or constitutionality. Um, but I, I don't know yet. And, and a lot of this comes down to, again, not having any decent history uh, in the District of Columbia Court of Appeals. Uh, some of the federal appellate judge for less than a year, you really don't get to see a whole lot of how they, who they are, um, particularly when they were an appellate court judge after the Trump administration. So we don't know about the political activism other than uh, really being a, a thumb in the in the eye of the presidential or the former President Trump's uh, administration, we don't really see a whole lot of writings that give us uh, a lot of knowledge about who she is. All right. Uh, finally, Coey Griffin, uh, the founder of Cowboys for Trump, he was part of the melee or whatever it was on one six, and he was to go on trial this week. And I had read where the judge had ordered that the defense could call the Secret Service to testify, uh, presumably for his defense. But I haven't heard anything else about it. Uh, Jamie, did the trial start? And if it did, what happened? Yeah, well, I mean, when we look at, uh, at the case here, it was, it was, it was pretty strange. Um, the federal judge, this just happened on Tuesday um, in this particular case, and, 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 and Tony Griffin is not just a, a wild man, okay? Uh, he's, a, he's a county commissioner in New Mexico. He's well-respected in the community. This isn't a, a rebel rouser. This isn't the Antifa types that we're dealing with here. Um, and and the, the judge in that case found him guilty on one charge stemming from it and one not guilty stemming from it. Um, and, and we're dealing here not with any serious charges whatsoever. And that's really what the bulk of what we're seeing with January 6th uh, detainees uh, is none of these charges are really serious. It's a lot of uh, entering and remaining in areas that are restricted. Um, and, and that's what we got here, right? He was found guilty on the misdemeanor charge of entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds. Um, and, but here's the interesting thing. Not guilty of the misdemeanor charge of disorderly conduct. So he basically violated a fence line where he was arguably, according to the judge, trying to keep people from causing problems. 
but that's what he got found guilty of was being in the wrong place at the wrong time. So, um, so he was I, on I the wrong was, side of the fence trying to keep people out. Is that it? And how long did he uh, sit in jail? Uh, way too long. Well, here's the thing: this, this, even though it's a misdemeanor charge, all that really means is that he can serve up to one year in jail still um, for that. Now, of course, he'd be credited time for he's been there for the time that he's been there. But um, this is this is not good. This is um, not what we expect out of our uh, judicial system. These are political prisoners at this point. Um, I mean, when we're seeing charges like disorderly conduct, which aren't even sticking, when federal judges are looking at this and saying, this is ridiculous, get this out of my courtroom, that should be a sign to us that this um, January 6th, uh, and I won't call it a riot or a melee or anything, um, gathering, peaceful protest, was just that. All right, Jamie, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again really soon. Jamie Hallscott of the Hallscott McGarrow Law Firm. You're listening to the American Adversaries on a Patriot Home Funding Friday. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Sebastian Gorka. Join me for the Freedom Expo. Hurry, get your free tickets at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tell a friend. Freedom Expo. With WORL Orlando. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters reporting. Officials in the besieged Ukrainian city of Mariupol now say they believe about 300 people died when Russia bombed a theater last week where hundreds of people were sheltering in the basement. Ukrainian officials say their assessment comes from witness accounts and the exact number of people killed has yet to be established. Constant shelling and street fighting are still hampering rescue efforts. Speaking at the time to the BBC, Mariupol's mayor said rescuers were only able to clear the rubble during lulls in the fighting. When the attack happened, the word children had been carved out in giant letters.
support. Bob Agner reporting. The Salem Radio Network parent company of Town Hall News is partnering with two Christian nonprofit organizations to rush emergency relief to Ukraine. Food for the Poor and the organization Feed My Starving Children are rushing food, water, and emergency supplies to Ukraine around the clock. And Ed Raim, president and CEO of Food for the Poor, says those deliveries will continue long after the media spotlight shifts from Ukraine. When we make a commitment, uh, we commit for the long term. And so uh, we expect that our relationship with Feed My Starving Children in Ukraine is going to last uh, well beyond the media coverage. We're going to have to dig deep. We're going we're gonna to need your incredible generosity to be able to help the situation because it's, it's going to take months. More information on this massive relief effort can be found on srnnews.com. Utah GOP lawmakers have overridden Governor Spencer Cox's veto of legislation that bans men from participating in women's sports. It's part of the continuing battle over transgender issues in the culture. On Wall Street, the Dow by 153 points. The Nasdaq dropped 22. The S&P 500 up by 22. More on these stories at townhall.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. It's great to be with you on a wonderful Friday afternoon as we head into Friday evening, and I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. Our program is Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. It's the program where we present uplifting stories of achievement from Apopka High School ballplayers, coaches, and alumni. We have a great show for you tonight with great guests. We'll get into them, share those with you in just a moment. First, of course, I want to let you know our program is made possible by the great people over at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka, Community Health Centers of Central Florida, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, and St. Germain Chiropractic, and of course, Florida Door Solutions. In the second half of our program, we'll speak with head baseball coach for the Blue Darters, Coach Bobby Brewer. Popka Baseball is off to another excellent start this year. In fact, they are now 8-1 and one after uh, the most recent victory uh, Wednesday night over Boone High School. And we'll talk to Coach Brewer about this season and, and the uh, the schedule that's on the horizon. Also, I want to let you know, we'll be at Jay Barnes Field for another edition of the Apopka Blue Darter Baseball Game of the Week next Friday night as Apopka will play West Orange High School, a rivalry, one of the most intense baseball rivalries in the state of Florida. And we'll have every pitch for you right here. First of all, though, I want to shift gears and we'll talk about football right now in the first half of our show. And we're pleased to be joined by the father of one of Apopka Blue Darter's outstanding players, Ty Ray. And we look forward to being joined by Ty, Mr. Ray, right now. Hello, Ty. Hey, how's it going? Uh, doing Roger. well. Th- thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. You know, and, and kind of the way that I've um, got to uh, you know know you a little bit uh, from afar, if you will, uh, are two ways. Of course, uh, your son, who's an outstanding member of the Blue Darter football team as an offensive lineman, 
but also uh, on Twitter. And I know that you have a lot of great messages on your Twitter page, and it's all things that I think is very positive, uplifting, wise, uh, many of them directed towards high school ball players and, and even younger uh, young men and women. And I'd love to have you. That's the reason I wanted to invite you on the show to, to share some of your philosophy and your wisdom with us. But first of all, can you tell us just a little bit about uh, your background in sports and also what it's like to be the father of a player who's playing at a very high level in, in, in uh, f- football in the state of Florida? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I actually uh, am a former uh, University of Tennessee player. Uh, so I did play with the University of Tennessee uh, from uh, in the early 1990s, 1992 to 1995. Um, and after that, um, I graduated from the University of Tennessee, and I ended up moving down to Florida, where I've resided since then. Um, and so what I always try to do is to share some of the lessons that I learned, you know, from the experience of the University of Tennessee, especially at Summit. I have to give her, you know, her due because, you know, at Summit is the University of Tennessee. I mean, when her spirit left, it definitely left a void there. And she mentored not only the women's basketball team, but also pretty much anyone that was in the sports program there in Tennessee. Uh, while she was there. And a lot of things, a lot of philosophies that she taught, you know, I I, I carry that with me throughout my life, and I use that uh, in my life every day today. Um, and so when I share my experience with my son, you know, the main thing that, you know, I, I share with him as well as his teammates there at Apaka is just talk about, you know, being a leader. That's what uh, Coach Summit always preached about, is being a leader because that's just going to translate into uh, beyond just your sports career. That's going to translate into your, if you decide to go into business, obviously you have to be a leader. If they, you go into corporate America, you know, you have to show uh, leadership uh, skills. And You know, even with your family, if you decide to have a family, you know, you want to promote and bring those leadership skills uh, to lead them. So um, I just try to share those things that I learned there while I was in school, um, you know, that I got from, you know, uh, the Tennessee football coaches um, as well as Pat Summit and just try to share some of that knowledge with the young people. No, we appreciate what you do on Twitter and, and other uh, wise as well, and we're, we're pleased to have you joining us today on Blue Darter Sports Central. And friends, you're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. Our guest right now is Ty Ray, and he is um, also the father of offensive lineman Ty Ray, uh, who's on the Blue Darter football team, who had an excellent fall last fall. And, you know, Coach, I'll just call you Coach if that's okay. Um, yeah, that's fine. I um one of you know one of your recent tweets uh, speaking of the of the concept of the leader, concept of leadership was directed towards members of the class of 2023 of course uh you know who will be um you know uh, I guess juniors you know speaking from a football perspective um you know in in the season 
this uh, this fall, and you were encouraging them to begin to think about that concept, that role of leadership, in which, in, you know, as, as rising juniors, um, they may not have been leaders to this point on their team. Um, can you just talk about about that, and what are some some of the specific, specific things that that these younger players can do as they move into upperclassmen status and um, for the opportunity for leadership? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one of the things that we does is some of them may not been asked before to fill those roles of a leader. You know, uh, they probably leaned on the seniors that are graduating this year, uh, which we had. You know, great. Great team. They had great seniors on the team, not only this past season but the season before that. Uh, so now I'm just trying to encourage them to uh, embrace the role, you know. And now they're going to have uh, underclassmen looking up at them for direction and leadership. Um, which you know, with COVID happening over the past two years. That's something that that has been difficult to for a lot of football coaches and programs to really uh, instill in their players, just because you know they was one on campus and they was practicing uh, separately in groups. You know, you you didn't have that togetherness that you normally have. So this year will truly be the first year that it's back to normal because now you will have spring practice. You know, full, they'll be able to work out together throughout the entire summer and then going into the fall. So a uh, couple of things that, you know, I've learned through my life is as a leader, uh, you have to be one, – one example is to be active. You know, be around. Uh, be in the weight room. You know, be part of the drills. Uh, be part of the team meetings. Be active because the underclassmen are going to be following your lead. So if you're missing practice or you're not in the weight room, you're not around, then they're going to think it's okay for them to not be around. Uh, the other thing is is just buying into the culture. You know, um, show the underclassmen that, you know, we're a championship football team. You know, we're here, we work hard. We dedicate it, we commit it, you know, and just help the coaches, um, you know, promote that culture to the underclassmen uh, that, you know, is going to help get to the championship. And then just, you know, um, being committed, you know, again, you know, whatever the coach asking you to do, whether that's, you know, speaking to the underclassmen or the group, you know, uh, staying after school to help, you know, clean up, uh, making sure that you're on time, ready to work every day, uh, making sure, you know, you being that example of what commitment is and should be to the underclassmen. And so I, I think we got some really good guys coming back. My son, as you mentioned, Ty, who uh, will be, you know, one of the leaders on the offensive line. Uh, we have Antonio Ferguson, you know, uh, tight end, uh, Bryce Harrison, also tight end receiver. Um, of course, Caden Call being a lead on that defense. You know, so I think we have a good group of guys that's going to be able to demonstrate those leadership skills 
and be there for, I mean, to be frankly, we're probably going to have a young team this year. So that's going to be really important for them to bring those guys together and really, you know, commit to, to the upcoming season. No, thank you for sharing that with us, and I, I really appreciate that that you know tremendous advice that you just shared and tremendous wisdom as well. And I was just thinking, you know, as a former coach myself. In fact, I don't even consider myself to be a former coach. Um, I think once a coach, always a coach. But you know, in player, of course, um, you know, I, I think that's one of the tremendously unseen things about team sports is the value of leadership. And you know the things that you just talked about. I was just thinking, what a great resource you know, for Coach Rolson and and his staff to have a father who has the attitude that you've got and who's instilling uh, these values in your son specifically, and, and, and encouraging the other guys to to adapt this um, you know th- this initiative for leadership as well, because um, that's something that's that's very rare, and um, you know, literally uh, the difference in a championship season and, and just a winning season oftentimes is the kind of leadership a team has. The difference in a winning season and an average, mediocre season uh, oftentimes can be affected by the leadership on the team, and, um, and, and it's not leadership at any level, especially the high school level isn't necessarily something that's uh, that, that's the norm or, or that comes naturally. Um, so anyway, I really appreciate you know, the wisdom you just shared with us. I appreciate the fact that you're sharing it with your son, Ty Ray, and, and with other uh, key ball, player, ball uh, players on the team as well. Friends, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we look forward to continuing to speak with Ty Ray, uh, talking about some of the fundamental qualities that – lead to success between the lines in the game of football and sports in general. We're also going to talk about some other topics as well. So please stay with us. You're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Frank and Williams, sponsored by Porky's Original Barbecue. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for our community, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. Community Health Centers' 15 Central Florida locations are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offer Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them right now at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. All right, joining us in studio is Derek, president of Thompson Jewelers. I've got two great locations here in Central Florida. Now, Derek, glad to see you today. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing, Pete? I'm doing great. But you know what? There's one big question that I've had, and I know Central Florida has. How can a small jewelry company match or beat the price of the diamond centers and, and the big box stores and the big chain stores? How do you do it? Pete, we've had the buying power of the largest jewelry companies in America, yet the overhead of a small company. We can pass those savings on to you. So we can offer prices that no other jewelry store can match. So you don't have the markup that other jewelry stores do have. We can buy at the same price as big companies can buy at, and we can pass those savings on to our customers. Stop paying high prices and high markup for gold and diamond jewelry. So where is Thompson Jewelers? Our first store is in Orlando at Bummy and Colonial next to the Old Navy. Our second store is on 192, the Kissimmee St. Cloud area right next to Hobby Lobby. Great prices, great selection. You'll love it. We'd love to see you. 
Described as down-home, friendly, relaxed, and great barbecue. It's Porky's Original Barbecue, your local independent hometown barbecue place in Central Florida. Porky's features a large menu of barbecue favorites. Plus, they're known for their one-of-a-kind sandwiches like Porky's famous Monster Ribeye Sandwich, the Sloppy Cow, and the legendary Pig Dip. And all the traditional sides and fixings you would expect at Central Florida's friendliest barbecue restaurant. Porky's appreciates your appetite for great barbecue. Dine-in, drive-thru, carry-out, or delivery right in the heart of downtown Apopka. Porky's Original Barbecue. Attention, type 1 diabetics. Your insurance may cover a new CGM monitoring device. Call U.S. Med right now for a free benefits check. 800-471-7065. That's 800-471-7065. The answer is everywhere you are. With the mobile app, theanswerorlando.com. Tune in, Alexa, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. Your conservative values loud and clear. AM 950, FM 94.9. The answer. Kids need vaccinations and booster shots to stay healthy. Your child may be eligible for Medicaid and CHIP, which offers free or low-cost health coverage and includes routine vaccinations. Learn more at insurekidsnow.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. A bigger voice for your conservative values. News, opinion, passion. Welcome AM 950 and FM 94.9. The answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Welcome back to Blue Garter Sports Central. Friends, it's great to be with you on a wonderful Friday evening. I want to thank you for the opportunity to share part of your Friday evening with you. Of course, Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams is the program where we present uplifting stories of achievement from a Popka High School ball players, coaches, and alumni. Right now, we're speaking with Ty Ray, a former football player for the Tennessee Vols whose son, Ty Ray, is an offensive lineman in the Apopka Blue Daughter football program. Later, at 7.30, we look forward to hearing from Coach Bobby Brewer, who will give us a good update on Apopka Blue Daughter baseball. And, of course, we'll be at Jay Barnes Field on the campus of Apopka High School next Friday night for the Apopka Blue Daughter baseball game of the week. Apopka takes on visiting West Orange. And those of you who follow high school baseball, uh, in Central Florida, know that that is one of the most intense rivalries, baseball rivalries in high school baseball in the state of Florida, or the country, for that matter. Um, and hopefully, if you can't be at the game, we look forward to, to speak to having the game with Joe Ferraro with you on the radio. Go back to Ty Ray in just a moment. Before we do, I want to let you know that the high school ball players and their dedicated coaches that you hear on Blue Daughter Sports Central are supported by Florida Door Solutions. Do you have garage door problems? Florida Door Solutions has your solution. And you can find them at 866-FLA-DOOR. Now let's go back to Ty Ray. And, you know, Coach, I'd like to now have you talk a little bit about your son, Ty Ray. He's already had some um, great achievements as an offensive lineman in the Apopka program. What can you tell us about you know, the successes that he's had thus far and what are his goals as he had, you know, as we look into forward to the 2022 football season? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, he had a great season along with his other teammates this year. They made it to the uh, Florida State 8A championship. Uh, fortunately, they came a little short, but, you know, to make it there is, is a, a accomplishment in itself. So, uh, you know, I, I applaud him. 
Uh, right now, he's been working out. Uh, he, he is get, garnering, garnishing uh, some attention from um, some schools. Uh, we went down to uh, Florida Atlantic, FAU, last weekend. Had a good time there meeting the coaches. Uh, head coach Willie Taggart. It was really inviting. And, you know, of course, it seemed like anytime we go on a visit, it's, you know, a pocket steals the, the light. I'm just amazed uh, on how many schools know a pocket. We were just up at Dartmouth in New Hampshire, uh, Hanover, New Hampshire, back in the fall. And, um, you know, before he came in with Parker, it was like, yeah, Parker, Parker. I mean, I'm like, we, we're way up here in New Hampshire. I, I, it just blew me, blew me away. And um, so uh, we plan on visiting, uh, going back to FAU next weekend, and then we'll be in, at Pitt, University of Pittsburgh, on April 9th for a visit, and then uh, back up in New Hampshire uh, at the beginning of May. So uh, he, he's, uh, you know, going and taking his visits and, you know, uh, introducing themselves and meeting the coaches and uh, just continue to work hard and, you know, preparing to, to uh, you know, show his skills this spring, which, as I was mentioning before, you know, this really the first time in a couple of years that the colleges are going to really be traveling here to the state of Florida to see you know, the programs, um, spring practices and the spring games. So I uh, definitely looking, he's looking forward to showcasing his skills uh, to, you know, get some more interest uh, throughout the fall season. Thank you for sharing that. We enjoyed covering him and watching him play last fall, and we're look, certainly looking forward to his two, his 2022 season along with the other Blue Darters. All in uh Coach, and, and, you're, and uh, Ty, he's, he's one of the, the bigger guys. He definitely has the size and the frame uh, that they're looking for at the next level. If I'm not mistaken, he's, what, about 6'4", 290? 6'7". 6'7", now. 6'7", 290, yeah. You know, that, that's great. That all, you know, along with his, his skills and his heart and his desire, that should certainly help him uh, get, get some opportunities um, and, and notice from the next level. And now, Coach, I had one thing I had, didn't anticipate, but you, know, I have to jump in as as a former, uh, as a member of the Popka Blue Darter, uh, the esteemed Popka Blue Darter Tight End Club. You mentioned a couple of tight ends, and uh, I have to mention those guys too because we're very blessed at the tight end position. We have not one but two outstanding tight ends last year, and, and uh, you know, if everything goes as we're hoping it will, as it should, uh, we're expecting those guys back again this year as they were underclassmen, Antonio Ferguson. And Bryce Harrison, can you talk a little bit more about those guys? Yeah, I mean, I actually coached uh, Bryce uh, in a youth league, uh, the Apaka Raptors, uh, and so I got to know him there. And uh, he's a great kid, hard worker, you know, comes from a very athletic family, as you pretty sure everyone knows. He's the nephew of uh, Shaquille O'Neal, so he definitely had that athletic background. And he also has that big frame. You know, I believe he's six six. Uh, I think he's around two fifteen, two twenty. And you know, uh, great, great kid. Going to go out there and work hard on the field, give it his all. And uh, you know, looking forward to him being one of the leaders. 
and Antonio Ferguson, uh, same great athlete. Uh, we've been, you know, watching him since uh, freshman year uh, when uh, he and my son started the freshman team together, and he continues to get, you know, better and better every year. Uh, he, you know, uh, Antonio and Bryce are very good blockers. And that's really is what uh, the college are uh, drawing the college attention, the college coaches to them is the fact that, you know, they, they good edge blockers, which, uh, as you know, the uh, continued development of the DN or edge rusher position, uh, you have to have someone that can, you know, help out on that edge. And so look, definitely looking forward to them having a great season. I think, uh, you know, there will be two of the most sought-off tight ends in the state of Florida, uh, if not, you know, the nation coming up this fall and just looking for big things from them. No, that, that's great. I always got to make sure the tight ends uh, get their share of uh, attention here on the show. And thank you for giving those those great insights. We are blessed with a, not just one, but two outstanding tight ends as we head into the season. Well, well, Coach, it's been great to have you joining us. Really appreciate your insights and especially appreciate what you're doing to help support the coaches and to, to really uh, impart great information and great advice and great wisdom to the to the young men as they come along through their career. We have a, just a couple minutes, two to three minutes left before we uh, our, our break, and then we, we, before we're joined by Coach Brewer. But can you talk briefly about the situation, a little bit more about the situation with the scholarships? Because I'm not sure a lot of people in the general public really realize, you know, scholarship opportunities have been tremendously limited for the last couple of years for high school ball players of all stripes, especially football players, because of one, the transfer portal, also complicated by COVID, which gave a lot of college ball players an extra year, in some cases, extra two years. So um, what are some of the, the things that you would tell parents and, and young guys that they need to do to, to, to get noticed in a highly, highly competitive um, field of, f- to get noticed by the colleges? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I think one thing is, is, you know, having attributes that go beyond just the physical attributes, just the, the play on the field. And that's the reason why I'm harping about leadership. I mean, you know, just speaking with college coaches, if you have similar type of players, similar size, similar measurement, uh, and you have, you know, that, that college coach pick up the phone and call your high school coach, and he's raving about how great a leader is and how you're, you know, you're, you're, you're there, you get the team, the guys look up to you, you know, and you're dedicated, you're committed, and you, you know, you got your guidance counselors and your teachers, you know, all giving you reviews, and maybe the other guy is not so much of a leader or, you know, a, a good teammate. I'm sure 99% of the time that college coach is going to take you because they want someone that's going to come in there and, you know, show those leadership skills and be able to, you know, buy into that team culture. So just, you know, having those attributes that's not just about, you know, how fast you can run or how strong you are. Secondly, um, you know, get your players used to speaking with adults and reaching out to those coaches. That's the other thing I'm hearing from college coaches is that when they have a kid that actually calls them and speaks to them versus just sending a tweet or email, 
I mean, that is a big difference because that really shows, you know, the commitment of that kid on, you know, how he wants to connect with that coach and connect with that program. And the other thing is, you know, you have to get out there and you have to showcase your skills. Now, me personally, I recommend only going to the college camp. Uh, there are, obviously, there's a lot of other camps, non-college camps, non-facilitated, um, uh, uh, non-college facilitated camps. But really, go to the college camps. Go to the colleges that you know uh, may have an interest in you. Um, you know that you have a good chance of, you know, have an opportunity uh, to, to get an offer or interest from that school. Great, um, great, great advice. And I want to thank you for, for sharing that specific advice with us and also for, for joining us on Blue Daughter Sports Central. And we'll look forward to, to following Ty uh, during the football season this fall. All right. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Friends, we'll be right back in just a moment with a popular Blue Darter baseball coach, Coach Bobby Brewer on Blue Darter Sports Central, sponsored by our friends at Community Health Centers of Central Florida. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters reporting. Russian forces have repeatedly attacked Ukrainian medical facilities, striking at hospitals, ambulances, medics, patients, and even newborns with at least 34 assaults independently documented by the Associated Press. This accounting of attacks on medical facilities is part of a larger effort by the AP and PBS Frontline to track evidence of potential war crimes. The War Crimes Watch Ukraine project launched by AP and Frontline includes details of apparent targeted attacks as well as indiscriminate destruction of civilian buildings and infrastructure. The AP Frontline online database will continue to be updated as long as the conflict lasts. The goal is to provide an independent accounting of events. On Wall Street, the Dow by 153 points. The Nasdaq dropped 22. The S&P up by 22. This is SRN News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. A year ago, I literally thought I was dying. I mean, I'd get up in the morning and I was exhausted when I got up. I started taking this in August, I believe it was, and the energy level, I mean, literally, the energy level. It's one of those things where I notice that I'm getting more energy and I'm 67 years old, but compared to what I was a year ago, I'm doing a lot better. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code BALANCE. Letter, remote. 
tape measure. What do you think, doctor? Is it? Yes, I'm afraid it is. Garage dooritis. What do we do? Better call Florida Door Solutions. Whether you've got garage dooritis or you just want to upgrade your opener or entry gate, they've got the solution. And now, opening your garage door, turning on the lights, and safely keeping track of your property when you're away is easy with the new LiftMaster Garage Door Opener with the exclusive internet gateway accessory. Call Florida Door Solutions at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Florida Door Solutions has the reputation for doing the job right the first time every time. Just ask someone you know. Chances are Florida Door Solutions cured their garage door at us. And they are Central Florida's headquarters for the best garage door and entry gate products from Clopay, Overhead Door, LiftMaster, and more. Give back to the community through our local schools, youth sports, the Debbie Turner Cancer Center, and more. So if your garage door is suffering from garage door at us, then you need to call Florida Door Solutions, 866-FLA-DOOR. Or take a tour online at FLADOOR.com. Call them today. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for our community, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. Community Health Centers, 15 Central Florida locations, are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offer Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them right now at chcfl.org for more information. At chcfl.org. Need to spring back into hiring season? You need Indeed, the smart hiring platform that delivers four times more hires than all other sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Post a job and hire ASAP. Visit indeed.com slash credit. The answer is everywhere you are. With the mobile app, theanswerorlando.com. Tune in, Alexa, iHeart, and odyssey.com. Your conservative values loud and clear. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's great to be with you on this Friday evening, a beautiful, comfortable Friday evening throughout Central Florida. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we ease into our Friday evening and into our weekend. I want to thank Ty Ray for joining us. What a lot of great advice. And once again, I'll um, say what I said to him when he was on, is that what a great resource for Coach Rolson and the uh, coaching staff at Apopka High School to have a parent, a father, who's bringing that kind of positive advice, positive direction to not only his son, but to other ball players on the team. And that's just a wonderful, that's just a, a, a small slice, small example of the kind of culture that helps to produce uh, outstanding, consistently outstanding teams and championship teams. In a moment, we're going to be joined by a Popka Blue Rider baseball coach. Speaking of championship teams and consistent winning, we'll be joined by a Popka Blue Rider head baseball coach, Coach Bobby Brewer. In just a moment, before we go to Coach Brewer, of course, I want to let you know that Blue Darter Sports Central is supported by Community Health Centers of Central Florida. Community Health Centers were founded in 1972. Since that time, they've been serving the people of our community with affordable, quality health care. Now, with 15 locations throughout Central Florida. Also want to give a shout out to our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and Burn Fat Orlando and let you know that Dr. St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic have been voted best chiropractor for now 11 
years in a row. So when you're in pain, I encourage you to call Dr. Patrick St. Germain. Now let's go to Apopka High School head baseball coach, Coach Bobby Brewer. Hey, Coach, thanks for joining us. Hey, man, you're welcome. Listen, you a lot to talk about. You know, you um, Blue Darters are off to a, another excellent season. If I'm not mistaken, uh, we're at eight and one right now. Uh, we're undefeated before the break, and now you're a one and one uh, after the break. In the past week, uh, had a tough loss uh, at home to Doctor Phillips, but then um, most recently a, a nice road win versus the Boone Braves. Um, what, what can you want you to start here with the, with the past week? Your, your first week back from spring break. Yeah, we, we took the spring break off. We did it last year to give ourselves a little bit of a break, let the kids kind of refresh their batteries, you want to say. And we, came, we came back last year. Uh, you know, it, it seemed to help us last year. Uh, we kind of come back off this one, though, a little bit. And I think we were a little bit rusty. Uh, but, you know, we, we came out right out of the shoot, and we, we, you know, we locked up with uh, uh, Dr. Phillips, and they're, they're, they're one of the better programs in the county. And, uh, you know, we had a 7-1 lead, and all of a sudden we just, the ball started finding holes, and uh, we took some funky bounce on us, and uh, we didn't make some plays we should have made. And we didn't have too many people on base, but at the end of the day, we were right there in the game, and we felt like, we, you know, we had a chance to win it. And, and then, uh, you know, we put that behind us, though, went over there and uh, got after Boone High School. And, again, they're one of the top programs in the county, too, and, so we went over and got to them and fell behind three nothing in that one. So I was thinking, oh my God, now is this going to happen to us again? But nope, the boys said not this time. And uh, they regrouped and we put some good bats together and uh, scored, started scoring some runs. And Larson uh, McMaster, our starting pitcher, uh, came out and just uh, he shut. You know, he just he came out in the first inning. Actually, that wasn't his fault. In the first inning, we gave it the three runs and uh, just just shut them down. Being aggressive the entire ball game, I and mean, then we hit the ball and just play, and we got back to playing team ball. So I think we're I think we got the rust off of us now. We're ready to go into next week. Yeah, three big games next week. We'll talk about those in just a moment. But you know, first of all, certainly with the game that we covered, our first Blue Darter baseball game of the week, um, which was a stirring come from behind victory. Um, not only did you guys come from behind once, you came from behind twice against Orange City University. And you know, there are a lot of things, a lot of positives that that I you know witnessed and observed during that game. But um, one of them during the course of the game, and then also as I followed the team, uh, kind of from afar over the course of the season thus far, is your pitching staff has been solid and consistent. Can you can you talk about your pitching? Uh, yeah, really, and it's been. I mean, I won't say it's been a surprise. We kind of knew we had some kids that that pretty tough kids, and we knew that we, what they could do. But we we, were, we came into the year actually with not a lot of experience at all at the varsity level on the mound. But uh, you know, but we knew we had a bunch of kids that had been successful in the JV team, and we knew we had some kids even the last year that played that pitched some for us. And then when they did pitch, they did well. So you know, we did have that going for us. But the biggest thing was we just we had a bunch of kids that wanted to work at it, and and uh, like I say, Larson. Uh, it's been a, a huge surprise for us, kind of in, in a sense that you know I knew he was, I knew he was going to be pretty good, but he's been better than pretty good. He's been amazing. Uh, uh, we got Jake Kirkland, who again is a sidearm kind of guy. He and he's another one that last year actually got physically got hurt in the JV team, so he was out almost a whole year and didn't do anything. 
he came back, and uh, he's another guy that you can get the ball to uh, in the middle of a ball game, and he, he's able to get you four or five outs against anybody. Uh, and, you know, again, we just it's got Skyler, we've got Gavin, we've got uh, Jackson uh, Turner. we we, we got four or five guys that, that, that they, they don't have a problem going out and competing. So has it been a, has it been a surprise that they've been as good as they are? Again, we, we don't have no big arms, but we knew we had a bunch of guys that would compete. No, that, that's great. And, of course, the, as we all know, the, the core uh, key building block any winning baseball team is your pitching staff. And it's, it's great to have, have guys that can get out there and you have confidence in, and it's good to have, um, you know, a, a nice, uh, nice slate of them, a nice staff of them. Um, now also the offense has been strong thus far. And can you talk about some of the guys that are, that are hitting the ball well for you and doing well at the plate? Well, I mean, again, I, I would you lose when you lose, you know, basically 10 seniors like we did last year and we lost, I mean, so much of our offense. I mean, I, I I thought going in we were going to struggle scoring runs, to be honest with you. Uh, but that's not been the case. The three seniors that we got coming back that played a lot last year, uh, you know, Winston and, and Jacob and uh, Anthony D'Amelio, they, 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 they've done a good job. I think all of them uh, are, are producing for us, you know, almost in every game. Uh, but the, the big bats so far this year has been actually some juniors we got up. Uh, KJ Durant has just been unbelievable. I mean, he's—he's—I mean, he's hitting like at a 700 clip. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. He just—he's hitting everything they're throwing up at him. Uh, Anthony uh, Anthony Davida uh, is another one who has gotten some big hits. Matter of fact, the night that you were there against uh, University, he's the one who hit the one off the center field wall, bases loaded, that put us up. Uh, but then you also got Jacob Myers, who, who's been outstanding, and our second baseman Jeremy. He, he's been I mean, there's Donovan. Uh, I mean, we, we really do. We got some kids that played JV last year, and all these names I'm naming pretty much were JV kids last year. So this is their first real varsity experience, uh, and they seem to be ready for the challenge. Friends, you're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central right now. We're talking Blue Darter baseball, and we're speaking with head baseball coach, Coach Bobby Brewer. Blue Darters are at 8-1 and one in the season, have three big games next week. Tuesday at Timber Creek, Wednesday home versus Lake Howell, Friday home versus West Orange, and that's a game we will cover, broadcast live on the Blue Darter Baseball Game of the Week. And, you know, and one thing thus far, and I don't don't want to jinx you guys, but, um, you know, just kind of observe, and there's a lot of things you can kind of see, and uh, just looking around, pre-game, post-game, who's helping take care of the field, all that kind of thing, and it just looks like there's you got a real good team chemistry there. Oh, we do. Again, a lot of these kids that we got, we, we were fortunate that many of these juniors came in as freshmen together, and they were very good. They, they, they were very successful. Uh, two years they were on the TV level, and they just waited their turn. Now they're getting their turn. So there's, been, there's a lot of those guys are really best friends. And um, it's really a tight group all the way around because – with our JV program and our varsity program, we encourage our kids to mingle, and, 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 and it's one big happy. We try to be one big happy family, uh, you know. And uh, the kids, the kids always are hanging out together. So the younger kids have always hung out with the older kids. So when we get we got back around to this year, it was again it was it was a, it was a lot of the seniors kind of you know putting their arms around the juniors and stuff, saying, "Hey guys, you know you guys can do this." They believe in one another. They like one another. So 
we have a lot of fun. No, that that's a great uh, great thing to have on a team. It's not always the case, uh, as we all know, and uh, it's it's a real blessing to have that kind of you know chemistry and togetherness and re- mutual respect, and especially that as as you said, have the older guys kind of helping the the new guys come along a little bit too, and uh, all all leads to uh, you know to success on the field. And thus far, you're doing well job at it with eight and one. Well, Coach, if you can stick with us for a few more minutes, we'll have a break and we'll come back and uh, talk to you for a few more minutes, if that's okay. Okay. If you're listening to Blue Daughter Sports Central, we'll take a quick break. Before we go to that break, of course, I want to let you know that our friends over at Porky's Original Barbecue support our program and all the programs you hear on the new AM 950 and FM 94.9. The answer, Friday night's always an especially big night at Porky's, and I encourage you to get on over See Steve, Vanessa, Rebecca, and all the great gang over at Porky's Original Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka and tell them Roger Frank and William sent you. We'll be right back on Blue Darter Sports Central. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Since 1972, Community Health Centers has been providing quality and affordable health care for our community, offering pediatrics, family medicine, OBGYN, dental, and pharmacy. Community Health Centers' 15 Central Florida locations are here to be the medical and dental home for you and your entire family. For your convenience, Community Health Centers even offer Saturday and evening hours. Community Health Centers accepts Medicaid, Medicare, private insurances, and offers a sliding discount program based on family size and income. Visit them right now at chcfl.org for more information. That's chcfl.org. Hi, it's me again. Does your garage door still have the blues? Making those late night noises? Won't shut when you back out, no matter how many times you try? Well, it's time to get rid of those garage door blues with Florida Door Solutions. They fix, repair, replace, install, create, design, and upgrade garage doors and garage door openers. Garage doors don't like to have the blues. You need to call Florida Door Solutions. They can upgrade your garage door with the latest state-of-the-art system from LiftMaster with the exclusive gateway accessory. Call Florida Door Solutions at 866-FLA-DOOR. Florida Door Solutions has the reputation for doing the job right the first time, every time. They're sent to Florida's headquarters for the best garage door and entry gate products from Clopay, Overhead Door, LiftMaster, and more. Don't leave that shiny new SUV sitting out in the driveway. And besides, we know who's driving that SUV. Score some points and get rid of those garage door blues with Florida Door Solutions. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Or take a tour online at FLADOOR.com. Described as down-home, friendly, relaxed, and great barbecue. It's Porky's Original Barbecue, your local independent hometown barbecue place in Central Florida. Porky's features a large menu of barbecue favorites. Plus, they're known for their one-of-a-kind sandwiches like Porky's famous monster ribeye sandwich, the sloppy cow, and the legendary pig dip. And all the traditional sides and fixings you would expect at Central Florida's friendliest barbecue restaurant. Porky's appreciates your appetite for great barbecue. Dine-in, drive-through, carry-out, or delivery right in the heart of downtown Apopka. Porky's Original Barbecue. The answer is everywhere you are. With the mobile app, TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, Alexa, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. Your conservative values loud and clear. AM 950, FM 94.9. The answer. A bigger voice for your conservative values. News, opinion, passion. Welcome. AM 950 and FM 94.9. The answer. It's Blue Darter Sports Central. Welcome back to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. 
Hope you're enjoying your Friday evening. Hope your Friday evening's going well thus far. I want to thank you for the opportunity to spend a little part of it with you. Blue Darter Sports Central is a program that highlights outstanding achievements by Apopka High School ballplayers, alumni, and coaches. Hope you're enjoying the program. Before we go back to our guest right now, we're speaking with head baseball coach, Coach Bobby Brewer. That name sounds familiar to some of you. He, Of course, he was the head coach of the 2001 United States of America champion Little League team that played in the finals of the Little League World Series that year. Before we go back to Coach Brewer, I want to let you know that Blue Darter Sports Central and all the programs you hear on the new AM950 and FM94.9, The Answer, are supported by Florida Door Solutions. They support our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. You can find out more about them at fladoor.com. Now let's go back to Coach Bobby Brewer, head baseball coach of the Blue Darters, coming off to a great start here the first half of the season, 8-1 and one as we speak right now with three big games next week. And, um, Coach, can you... Uh, you know, one thing I'd like to have you talk about, you know, is, is as I mentioned the Little League team, and I think that's something that just brought a lot of pride not only to Apopka but to, to Central Florida, to the state of Florida, and literally to the United States of America. Uh, that lovable bunch of cast of characters you had um, that really did played the game so extraordinarily well and made it all one way to the finals of the Little League World Series, uh, captured the United States championship. Um, do you ever reflect on those days? Uh, absolutely, I, I do it all the time. I, I, I you know, there's, there's, I, I've still got a lot of stuff at the house, that, you know, that we we brought from that those days, and um, and you know, so I'll pull that stuff out sometimes and just kind of look at it, and um, it's it, 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 it's still pretty fresh in my mind, believe it or not. It seemed like it was only yesterday that we were down at Poppy Little League, you know, the Little League fields down there across from the post office, and and you know, we were down there, you know, playing, you start them off and coach pitch. To be honest with you, and. Uh, so yeah, I reflect on it a lot, and I and uh, and just watching, just remembering the kids as they were growing up, and how all of them were friends, and how we, you know, they'd be around the ball field, you know, playing cup ball together, and everybody going to everybody's birthday parties, and uh, even the families, you know, all the families were just uh, were very tight, and, and and it wasn't just you know our group. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, there was um, it was just a, a it was a Big, large number of people that that that, that was that was involved in that that a little league program at that time, and uh, it was. I mean, we had a lot of influence of people in the town that was a part of that stuff, and and so it was a community thing all the way around. It was, it really was. And when I think about everything that, that those little boys did, and I think about the the attention they got, it was really staggering because I, like you say, it wasn't just. In our league, in our popularity, it wasn't just in the city of Apopka. It was, it wasn't even Central Florida area. You're right; it was in the entire state of Florida and, and, and a lot of a lot of parts of the country. It was, I got emails and text messages and phone calls, and I was on radio stations. I mean, all the way out in California over all this stuff. So uh, the boys just did, did an incredible job. It was a great experience, and uh, couldn't uh, I mean just being able to share it with the community like we did. I think that's what made it so much fun. 
No, no, that's that's a great point, and um, you're right. It seems like yesterday, and um, you know, one of the things, and and it was that the team had such a lovable quality that once you started winning and advancing beyond Central Florida, um, you know, won the Florida championship, then the Southeast Regional, then the United States Championship. Uh, really, people literally all around across the country just fell in love with with you guys and and kind of adopted you. And, and I think part of it was in order to win the United States Championship. You had to beat a team literally from New York City. So you had Little, little Pop could play in New York City. Of course, uh, Mayor Giuliani at the time and our Mayor Land made some appearances together, and that was always yeah. kind of neat. But, but but part of the thing, you guys went into that game incredible underdogs. Um, it, but then they were even playing an eligible player. Uh, their best player, their pitcher, turned out to be uh, too old to even have him been playing Little League. And, and you still beat them. Beat them on the field. Wow. So it, it, that, that was amazing. And the one thing I, I would say about you guys, I think part of that whole, the way that whole thing you know turned out was you you had literally a bunch of little kids. You know these guys were literally looked like eleven and twelve year olds. Now in my experience with the with the little league world series goes all the way back to when I used to watch it when I was in little league on television, and it, and I couldn't relate to it because it seemed like all the teams that made it really far and advanced to the championship levels, all the guys looked like they were twenty five years old. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, they still did. They still did. Tell me when we were in the southeast region. We were sitting there because they bring all the teams in. You're sitting there eating you know, your dinner and stuff like that. They bring all the teams in. And South Carolina came in, and when they first came in, I thought, oh, my God. I said, you know, I mean, they got like four, five, or six coaches on this team. I mean, I think I didn't think you could have the two coaches on the team, right? And then it comes down, they weren't coaches. They were players. I was like, oh, my God. We got to play these guys, you know. And But our guys, our guys truly uh, – they were unafraid. I don't want to sit and say they, they thought they were good. I don't want to sit and say stuff like that because that's not – really, that's not what it was about. Uh, our guys were just not afraid. They weren't afraid of the challenge. When we were in the ballpark, when we were in the stadium, this is what caught me and just I, – I was in awe of it, really. We was in the stadium, and they they was already starting to crowd in that day. We played New York. There was forty five or 46,000 people. And millions of people around the world watching on TV. And I'm sitting there going, I can't even believe I'm here. And I look out there, and I'm watching our guys. Our guys are out there blowing bubble gums, got their hats, you know, cocked up on their heads and stuff. And they're just taking all this in like this is nothing to them. They just, they, for, for a group of little guys like they were, uh, they were, they, they just weren't, they weren't afraid. They weren't afraid of the challenge. They enjoyed it. They liked being in their limelight. It was a uh, really remarkable group of boys. You know, they, they played with tremendous co- confidence. You, you you could tell that, and and they were they were good. They played with tremendous skill, and you know that all starts with with you as your head coach, as the head coach, and of course uh, uh, your assistant, Mr. Tapley, who's you know um, you know, deceased now. But it was uh, just w- w- wonderful memories. I appreciate the opportunity to share that with you. And now we're down to a Coach Brewer. We're down to about less than four minutes, but I don't want to leave that topic without asking about your son. Brandon, of course, he was a shortstop on that team and one of the key players. And he was one of the guys. I guess he was twelve. He looked more like he was eight, but but, but, but he could really hit hit the ball a long way and and, and did a fun, an incredible job at shortstop. And he's made a career out of baseball. And most recently, he's at the University of Miami. Can you just share briefly about his his career, his journey, and 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 the, where he is now with, at a great spot in college baseball? Well, I can tell you one thing. I don't know about a lot of stuff that. that 
that happened or anything like that. I mean, like some, there's certain things. I, but I can say this. I can promise you this. Brandon, Brandon never played on a field where he wasn't the smallest guy. He was the smallest guy on the field, no matter where we played. It didn't make any difference. But he played big, and he had a, you know, he had his mama's, uh, he had his mama's heart, and uh, but he, uh, I was proud of him. I yeah. was really proud of him. <laughs> and he, uh, he played big for us in the series, um, and then like I say he went up. He played. He was a good high school player. He went to the University of West Florida, where he was a, a two-time Gold Glove winner. He was an All-American, won a national championship actually in college at the Division II level, and got drafted by the Angels. Uh, was a assistant coach at Stetson for about six years, and now he's an assistant coach at Miami. And just uh, he's living the dream. He wants to one day, you know, be a head baseball coach at a college. And uh, the only thing I know about him is uh, I've never doubted him. Um, I've, I've never doubted, and so I, I believe he's going to get what he wants because he's always he's always went after it like that. No, that's great. Uh, you know, I kind of see a little bit about him on Facebook from time to time, and it's uh, really uh, another great achievement uh, post playing career to to you know to to achieve what he's done at the coaching level to be at a program like Miami, and because I you know that those jobs are not easy to get; they're they're really hard to get. No. And it's uh, hard to advance through the ranks. Uh, amazingly difficult. Um, so you know, I applaud him, and um, we will you know, continue to wish him wish him the best. Thank you. Well, Coach, I, I, you know, it's been great to have you join us. I, I, now I guess I lied a little bit. I think I said I'd like to have you join us for ten minutes. It's about double that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's I, okay, Roger. I, I always love talking to you. And, and again, I know the, a lot of people that listen to you. I know that because I talk to them and. They tell me everything that I, I said that was either wrong or right. It didn't make any difference. But uh, they, everybody seems to enjoy it. You do a, you do a great service for our community. I know that. I know the people in Apopka really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you for your kind words. And we uh, look forward to seeing you soon. See you next Friday night. Uh, that okay, big game buddy. versus West Orange. All right. Coach Bobby Brewer, head coach of the Apopka Blue Darter baseball team. And friends, it's been great to be with you tonight. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. Two great guests and great guests that um, really shared from the heart, um, you know, great inform- great you know, insights, great insights into why the Apopka community specifically and Apopka High School specifically have such a tremendously consistent winning culture because they've got people who care, uh, adults who care, adults who are teaching young people the right values good, positive, uplifting values such as hard work, teamwork, respect for the game. And um, very pleased to be able to share that with share that with you tonight. Of course, next Friday night, we'll be out at Jay Barnes Field for the Apopka Blue Order Game of the Week. And in the meantime, we've got a huge event tomorrow coming up at Seminole Harley-Davidson. Our Freedom Expo with Sebastian Gorka will be there. And of course, he'll be joined by Christopher Hart and Carl Jackson. So I'll be out there, too. Look forward to seeing you there tomorrow morning at Seminole Harley. And in the meantime, I want to thank you for joining us. I want to give a shout out to our producer, Jeff, to our guest tonight, Coach Ty Ray and Coach Bobby Brewer. 
and encourage you to tune in to Charlie Kirk coming up next right here on the new AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. AM 950, FM 94.9, for the stronger conservative voice. The Answer, WORL, Orlando, 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 Orlando. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters reporting. Russian forces have repeatedly attacked Ukrainian medical facilities. The AP Frontline War Crimes Watch Ukraine project documented at least 34 assaults in Ukraine that have struck hospitals, ambulances, medics, patients, and even newborns. This is a war of aggression. David Sheffer, former U.S. ambassador at large for war crimes, says the Russians know what they're doing. The law of war literally uses the words... Do not hit schools. Do not hit hospitals. Do not hit cultural sites. I mean, they actually use those words in the law. Sheffer says he expects the International Criminal Court to indict Vladimir Putin. This is a three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.